a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Jesus does not lie. And he told me, you're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He told me, this is my blood shed for you. He told me, whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. And I've heard the Lord's voice in the absolution, forgiven me. He's, he's told me that he, uh, that he loves the world, that he died for the world, that he shed his blood to save me and forgive me. He said it, and he doesn't lie. Those sins which we're supposed to be conquering have been conquered, not by our striving to overcome them, but have they been conquered by the death of Jesus. Those sins, even those pet sins that we're supposed to overcome, even the the sins that we keep coming back to, those have been crucified with Christ. Uh, and now uh, sanctification is is putting to death the old the old Adam, the old flesh, by confessing our sins. I wasn't paying attention to what you just said. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading Facebook statuses. Welcome to everyone's favorite mediocre Lutheran theological game show, uh, Pastor hey. Evan Gigland and Pastor Brian Wolfmiller here. Now, I heard that uh, we were mentioned on another uh, Lutheran podcast Yeah, show. the guy over at the God Whispers uh, were mocking us for a handful of reasons. One, why would anyone want to listen to a game show? And, and to but that, the reason why is because they were a bit bitter because um, some atheist named Bob had written into the show and said that he listens to their show. Uh, whenever we forget to post a podcast. So thanks, Bob. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes we forget and you have to go and suffer through the God Whispers. But then the the luminaries, the manly doctors of divinity over there, thought that I was Bob writing in uh, <laughs> as a faux atheist. <laughs> so uh, now apparently they're going to see- be seeking, rep- uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, retribution. I wonder if the God Whispers are going to be having a, a new tagline um, the the backup for Table Talk Radio, the the B team. <laughs> you know when I sit down every year and I make uh, uh, resolutions, you know, like you do on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. One of my resolutions is to have more listeners than the God Whispers. Still not yet, but <laughs> we're working on it. We're working on it. They've got like 15 <laughs> listeners is the problem. Well, we're we going to get to 15. What you'll hear on Table Talk Radio today and not on the God Whispers is uh, so. <laughs> The Table Talk Radio emails. Uh, oh, Lumpy. They don't have Lumpy. They, they oh, they need, do not have Lumpy. They need a private investigator. Uh, or church signs or bumper stickers. I know. By the way, all the kids at church are calling me Lumpy. Hey, Lumpy. <laughs> Wait a minute. The kids of your church listen to our show? Uh-huh. That's, that's pretty scary. Read your catechism text, Peter, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we're going to end up the show with Ten Commandments in the News. Uh, so Peter and Logan can play along with that, too. Yeah, that's right. Wait, uh, did you skip something? We're going to do uh, bumper sticker theology also, because we did you say that already? Uh, yeah, I did. Because um, we're trying, we decided last night when we were planning the show uh, uh, that we need to really get after this, our, um, what is it called? Our Table Talk Radio Catalog of Worldviews. I can pull up the worldviews I have, so I'll be ready for that segment, so. Good. Well, do you have a buzzword? Uh, yes. My buzzword for you is uh, redemption. 
Redemption. Here, you want Theopedia's definition? It uh, means to I? free someone from bondage. It often involves paying a ransom. I, in fact, I would say always. A price that ensures redemption. <laughs> Israelites were redeemed from I- Egypt. Uh, we were redeemed from the power of sin and the curse of the law, Galatians 3, through Jesus, Romans 4, Colossians 1. We were bought with a price, 1 Corinthians 6 and 7, also 1 Peter 1. Redemption is defined by J.I. Packer. You want his definition? I don't know. Do I? Let's see. Christ's actual substitutionary endurance of the penalty of sin in the place of certain specified sinners. You do not want his definition. So let's just skip that. And say, in the Bible, you're, when you're a slave, you can be redeemed. And uh, the, by that, uh, it means that your relative, your kinsman redeemer, someone who's, who's related to you, your goel in Hebrew, can come and pray, pay the price of your own slavery, and then you can be released. So this comes into play. This is the drama in the book of Ruth. When Boaz can serve as a kinsman redeemer and actually can marry uh, Ruth, but there was a closer kinsman. Remember, he says, "You want to buy this land, and then also you want to get married to Ruth." And he says, "No." So he had to go and walk around and be the man who had taken off his shoe. <laughs> Remember that whole mm-hmm. thing. So, um, so Christ now, when he comes at Christmas, he comes in our flesh and in our blood to be our relative, so that he can be our redeemer. And he, he redeems us not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. That's First Peter one and also Catechism the second article. So redemption. Good. Uh, now, can I use like the word redeem or redeemed, or does it have to be the word redemption? You can use the word redeem or what was the other one? Redeemer. Or, or like if you if want I, a half a point. If I talk about uh, Redeemer Lutheran Church somewhere else, does that, does that count? Yeah. Okay. No. You could talk about Redemption Lutheran Church. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, all right. My <laughs> theological buzzword for you is orthodox. Uh, ortho means uh, straight or right. So if you go to the... The orthodontist, he'll make your teeth straight, or at least that's the goal. Um, Docs from like doxology praise, so uh, literally means uh, right praise or straight praise. Uh, what we're talking about when we talk about orthodox, it's uh, right teaching or right doctrine. Uh, so, uh, a teaching that is in line with Holy Scripture, a teaching that is in line with um, what the word that God has given to us. So that would be uh, orthodox. So you talk about this is an, an orthodox church, it's a church that is, uh, you're not talking about the Eastern Orthodox. Uh, you're talking about a church that teaches in in line with Holy Scripture. You could have the capital O Orthodox, and that would be the would refer to the Eastern Orthodox. But we're looking for the low. Always prefer the lower case. Yes, in the case of Catholic and Orthodox, and Evangelical. Mm. Yeah, well done. Okay, and emergent. Well, before we go to the emails, I have a voicemail uh, voicemail to play for you. Uh, you can give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652, and here's our message. Hey, you guys just made my day. I'm driving around uh, eastern Iowa looking for my shut-ins and uh, uh, going to bring the Lord's body and blood to them, and, and you're talking about how... Uh, uh, you're, you're trying to name that theologian, and I had it pegged. It was Martin Luther Erasmus uh, versus Erasmus in the Bondage of the Will, and and Brian Wolfmiller didn't know it. How marvelous! Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> marvelous, marvelous. <laughs> God's, God's blessings to you guys. Thanks for what you do, and and please understand that uh, you're you're doing a great job. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. All right, thank you for calling Table Talk Radio. What, what say you, Pastor Wolfmiller? Yeah, uh, if people are, are so elated that they know something that I do not, then they are easily <laughs> elated. I'll, I'll tell you what. You can fill a book with the things I don't know. I'd never find it. 
<laughs> yeah, I think you know. Uh, sometimes, um, um, uh, sometimes we get things wrong on the show. But you know, there's. I think uh, you know we've asked people to come on the yourself, show, man. Yeah. <laughs> and we, and they, they're they're a little bit afraid. They're like, you guys goof things up too much. You get things wrong. You know. Well, yeah. that's part. That's that's part of it. That's part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Glad to do it. I think the getting best... things right would probably in- involve some preparation. I think the best example was when uh, we had uh, Cantor Richard Resch on the show, uh, and he was kind of our commentary for when we did name. Don't forget the stanzas to your hymns. <laughs> and later he was like, "Boy, he wasn't doing too well. Is he usually? <laughs> Is he usually <laughs> like you would think if you're going to go on your own radio show, you'd you know maybe get a few right, but." <laughs> There's yes. there's two games I think people listen to to hear you fail. That is Bible B and uh, don't forget the stanzas to your hymns. Yeah, the name that theologian is often one as well. So yes, although yes. of of the theologians to pick, Martin Luther might be one that you should get. <laughs> what how was, what did I say? Is it can't be Luther? That's yeah, you said I, I don't think it's Luther. <laughs> You you were yeah. wondering if he was a Lutheran, and I was trying to think. Well, technically, <laughs> technically, I guess not. it's an, an, an anachronism, but I, which I love. <laughs> I know. All right, you have an email All for right. us. I do. Merry Christmas. This is a little old. This came on uh, right before Christmas. Merry Christmas and hello from McMurdo Station, Antarctica. Whoa! You know where Antarctica is, Evan? Yeah, it's probably that's a white where, Christmas. That's on the that's on the bottom. That's on the bottom. I must be your southernmost listener. I don't know. We've got to check the stats. I wanted to pass on or um, the attached soundbite made years ago. I, I played on Patton's speech to his troops at the beginning of the movie. Here it's on the, Robert, He's addressing Christian apologists before doing battle. Enjoy. God blessing. Thanks for your show, Rick. Do we have this audio that we can actually play? I should have probably thought about that before I started reading um, the email. No, you didn't, you didn't send it to me. And, Anyway, we'll have to let me uh, forward it to you. But uh, thank. This is I wanted so everyone should know that uh, we have a listener at, at the the wastewater plant technician McMurdo Station, Antarctica, and then and then he has a a little uh, thing at the bottom of the email. Uh, in quant erigios uh, adjuncta superbia moris. I think that's in Inuit, uh, some sort of Eskimo language there. Oh, all right. <laughs> Or Latin. I just can't quite tell. <laughs> uh, I, I was You're, hoping that we had a North Pole listener so we could uh, check the status of Santa Claus around around Christmas time. Yeah, that's right. Remember that movie but, Elf uh, that you like to, to scream about? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, there's that mm-hmm. part where where uh, Buddy the Elf comes into the board meeting and there's this there's a short guy there and he's all he thinks he's an elf. <laughs> he gets all mad. Says, he must be a South Pole elf. <laughs> that's right all right so right. thank you to all our south pole listeners uh that's after, amazing really <laughs> after this commercial break we're gonna be playing uh, we're gonna uh, be joined by lumpy oh yeah i well. gotta track him down all right that means he's gonna start so lighting up his around pipe. here somewhere all right so stay tuned right. for uh, lumpy uh he's investigating the question by the way uh do calvinists really believe in limited atonement we're gonna find out if that's true, also play some church sign-up bumper stickers. And uh, followed by Ten Commandments in the News. That's the Table Talk Radio lineup. Uh, visit us at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back. Communication's never been as easy as today. And 
who have tried everything else to get a good night's sleep. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Lumpy on the scene. Hello, Lumpy. Welcome back hey. to Table Talk Radio. Thank you. Glad to have have me here. Wait a minute. Glad to be here. <laughs> so uh, you got your pipe going? Is the is the no? I'm working too much here. I'm just gotta try to track down the stuff for you guys. I don't have time to smoke my pipe. By the way, I'll smoke it uh, there's back on to talk about bumper stickers. Okay. Um, by the way, our uh, payment of Table Talk Radio points uh, is on the way uh, for your services last week. Um, they should be getting there pretty soon. We, now, we have this Antarctica address for you. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, the Murdo Station. Yeah, Mc- okay. Mc- yeah, that's where we sent them, so the, they should be getting there pretty soon. Um, we should announce, though, that uh, the, the, the patent speech that uh, our Antarctica listeners sent us, we'll post on our website at tabletalkradio.org. Just find the, uh, the the little page there for show 184, and in the comments section there will be a link to that audio. It's pretty funny. All right. Uh, so Lumpy, uh, tell us again what what is it that you're uh, you're working on? What's the what's the project I'm try- here? I'm, I'm trying to sort out if there's actually really people that teach that Jesus didn't die for everyone. Uh, that's the that's the so some Calvinists you know claim that this is the, the, the they call this teaching the limited atonement and so I'm trying to find out if uh, if there are those who actually teach the limited atonement um, and um, uh, uh, that's uh, that so that's the task okay that is the task uh, yeah all right so what did we'll, we talk what did I talk about last time I can't remember uh, I I have do you uh, remember repressed that memory oh also. I do remember I do remember. I uh, I had this little book on tulip. You know the tulip? That's what that's the way to remember Calvin's teaching. Can you do it? T U L I P. Yeah. T is uh, total depravity. U uh, universal unconditional. unconditional. No, 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 universal. That's anathema. There's nothing universal about Calvinism. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, what was it again? Un, uh, unconditional Un- unconditional election. Okay, so here's the question, yep. though. Uh, does no. unconditional election uh, just mean that uh, God does not uh, consult with you uh, concerning election, or is the is unconditional election um, already getting to the 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 elected and not the this division between election and, and reprobate? So, in other words, uh. can a Lutheran agree with 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 that one, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, at its face, we could say is uh, is election uh, unconditional? Answer: Yes, because, or I mean, the condition of election is the death of Jesus. The problem is that uh, Calvinists go just a step further and say uh, uh, you have a double predestination right here at this point. But, so, so we the, can't go that far. We say there's only an election to grace. So, so perhaps we wouldn't say unconditional election. The condition of the election of um, of God is the death of Jesus. Okay, fair enough. Okay, uh, how do you spell okay. tulip again? L, uh, limited L. atonement. That's the bigger. That's the one we're talking yeah, about. That's right? the one we're after. Yeah. yeah. 
That's the one we're after. Uh, no, I, is, I is irresistible grace that uh, yes. if, if God's after you, you can't get away from him. And uh, P, preservation of the saints that uh, once saved always. Or, saved. yeah, perseverance of the or saints. Perseverance, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Hey, not so bad, huh? Um, How about that? Not so bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I get points for that, Lumpy? Um, yes. One point for each of uh, each of the letters. That gives you five points. Can I give away points, though? I thought Pastor Wolf there. He's, he's over there he's shaking fine. his head no. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about him. All right, five points. All right, now okay. go, go ahead. Uh, so I'm I'm digging around now, Calvin, and I have here in my hands uh, the Institutes of Calvin, and especially I'm looking at this chapter 17 uh, in Book Two, which is titled "Christ Rightly and Properly Said to Have Merited Grace and Salvation for Us." Um. There. So that's what it's going to talk about. So I'm going to read a little bit here, and we're going to see. Okay. Uh, the question, the question here is, who is the us? Um, uh, where should I start? The distinction is found in numerous passages of Scripture. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him might not perish. John 3:16. We see that the first place is assigned to the love of God as the chief cause or origin, and that faith in Christ follows as the second and more proximate cause. Should anyone object that Christ is only the formal cause, he lessens his energy more than the words justify. For if we obtain justification by a faith which leans on him, the groundwork of our salvation must be sought in him. This is clearly proved by several passages. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us uh, and sent his son to be propitiation for our sins, First John 4.10. These words clearly demonstrate that God, in order to remove any obstacle to his love towards us, appointed this method of reconciliation in Christ. There is great force in the word propitiation, for in a manner which cannot be expressed, God, at the very time he loved us, was hostile to us until reconciled in Christ. To this effect are all the following passages. He is the propitiation for our sins. It pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and having made peace by the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things to himself. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. He hath made us acceptable, accepted in the beloved, that he might reconcile both in one body under the cross, etc. The nature of this mystery is to be learned from the first chapter of Ephesians, where Paul, teaching that we were chosen in Christ at the same time, adds that we obtained grace in him. How did God begin to embrace with his favor those whom he loved before the foundation of the world, unless in displaying his love when he reconciled us by the blood of Christ? Now, also, so far, so good, huh? Uh, I wasn't really listening, but I think so. Okay. As the fount- I'll continue. As is the f- uh, fountain of all righteousness, he must necessarily be the enemy and judge of man so long as he is a sinner. Wherefore, he comm- uh, the commencement of love and the bestowing of righteousness, as described by Paul, he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Wait, 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 wait. He hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. That is, he who knew no sin was made sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. First, Second Corinthians 5.21 He imitates that, uh, he intimates that by the sacrifice of Christ we obtain free justification, become pleasing to God, though we are by nature children of wrath, by sin estranged from him. This distinction is also noted whenever the grace of Christ is connected to the love of God. Whenever it follows, he bestows upon us his... Uh, upon us of his own which he acquired by purchase for otherwise there would be no ground for praise ascribed to him by the father that grace is his and proceeds from him got it yep 
it's a pretty good uh, summary of uh, justification and uh, or of uh, of the atonement, I should say. You should summarize it and get buzzword points. Oh yeah, good idea. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> no, 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 because I'm going to use it later, and and uh, and so you can't, you're not going to notice it. Oh, okay, see, see okay. now you're expecting it. Uh, yeah. My my yeah. buzz will be cut. Will come like a thief in the night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. The, uh, I'll skip down here a little bit. Uh, Calvin quotes Romans five nineteen as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners. So by obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Now listen to Calvin on this. For the meaning is as by the sin of Adam we were alienated from God and doomed to destruction. So by the obedience of Christ we are restored to His favor as if uh, as if we were righteous. Now, the, all these texts, by the way, are the are the chief texts that those who fight against limited atonement actually use to fight against it. And here Calvin is uh, putting forth. So by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. That mm-hmm. means who? Everybody. Right. So by one, the obedience of one, that's Jesus, shall many be made righteous. Who is that? That's Jesus. Just the elect. <laughs> Sorry. Forgot about that. You know, just like the elect well, were, were, you know. From one one man sinned, only the uh, only the reprobate. Um, no, see that's how it is. Uh, uh, by one man's sin, everyone then is sinful. So then, by one man's redemption, we have redemption uh, for all. Yep, yep, that's right. Uh, this whole section here is really, really quite points. marvelous. Oh, you did it! <laughs> You're thief in the night. I was looking ahead to see. <laughs> So I Can you, by the way, tell the difference between the, uh, the 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 fantastic sound of uh, my voice here? Because uh, Pastor Wolfmuller has a pop filter on his microphone. No, I can't really tell the difference. Can you hear that? Yes. Stop it. It's not working. <laughs> the pop filter is broken. <laughs> it's not supposed to keep you from pounding on the microphone. <laughs> hey, look, I can just pound on the microphone. You can't hear a thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm so, hoping, uh, we'll I'm look, hoping uh, it's going to help when you puff your 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 pipe. Yeah, uh, yes, I got to get to that, but I'm busy with Calvin here. I got my hands full with this guy. Now, this whole section continues. Uh, the, the, the apostles plainly de- declare that he paid a price to ransom us from death, being justified freely by his grace. Romans three. Paul commends us to the grace of God that he gave the price of redemption in the death of Christ and exhorts us to flee to his blood, having obtained righteousness, that we may appear boldly before the judgment seat of God. Same in Peter, uh, Peter 1, 1, 18, uh, or 1 Peter 1.18, For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish, without spot. Um, let's All right, we're about a minute yeah. here. Uh, so look, look. What this, the point is? I'm reading this uh, uh, this uh, uh, section on the redemption and atonement in Paul in uh, in Calvin, and I do not see a single thing that limits uh, the atonement to to the world. Not in this section, anyways. It's not here. So, all right. So uh, I guess we'll have you on again then, Lumpy, and see if we'll uh, we'll read some other parts of Calvin and see if it pops up then. Yeah, we'll have to track it down, but it's uh, because uh, if it's in if it's in uh, if it's in Calvin, it's certainly um, well, uh, we got to keep looking. All right, we want to hear from you. Give us a call one eight hundred three eight five SOLA one eight hundred three eight five seven six five two is a number, or you can send us an email questions at tabletalkradio.org. After this commercial break, we'll be right back to play uh, some church sign theology and bumper sticker theology, working on our worldviews on Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Don't go away. 
Here's your sign. Here's your sign. No heretics were harmed in the making of this show. Well, physically harmed. There's a million miles of four-lane concrete highway Stretched out like cobwebs across the land And we filled them up with shiny two-tone ramblers Fords, Plymouth, Chevys, Mack trucks, and VW vans But our wheels are no longer innocent They're rolling frames of mine Decorated with decals like the war And there's a lot of people trying to tell the story of their life Get a two-bit bumper sticker on their car City clean. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Bumper sticker and church sign theology is the game where we uh, get bumper stickers and church signs from you, our listeners, uh, by calling it in 1-800-385-SOLA or sending us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. And we then... All uh, I have to say is I hope that the bump out is... Do the bumper stickers oh. on your car say... That's all. You might be disappointed. Um... Uh, but th- this is where we uh, then try to look at the world. I don't even know how view. to talk about bumper stickers now. <laughs> I'm all countrified. I'll see what I can do. Bump I can, I'll see what I can right. do. Okay. I have our Table Talk Radio Worldview catalog up here. It's kind of sparse. we got to work on this a little bit. But so far we have six worldviews, some Christian, some not. You ready? I'll list them here. Okay. G- first one, Jesus is my homecoming king. Okay, what's that one? <laughs> Remember that one? That is where uh, it's that's just a, a romantified Christianity. It also it has that also has the ability to um, um, uh, to encompass all of this. I made a decision for Jesus, etc. Second one is um, more of the Eastern the karma religions. It is garbage in, garbage out. Um, got it. Yep. Writing, third one. I'm writing this down. Uh, third one is dynamite. The Jefferson's worldview. Moving on up to the top. This is Rick Warren. Good works uh, here equal reward in heaven. <laughs> Who thinks of these things? Our fourth one is pane solo. That means bread alone. <laughs> I think it means bread alone. That's the materialistic worldview. All, uh, uh, what you see is what you get. We should, that's, that's maybe even a better one. Hold on. Let me write that in there. What you see... I'm also updating my Facebook status. <laughs> okay, fifth I got these. is all right. Go on. Fifth is a little less conversation, a little more action. That's the Pietist worldview mm-hmm. <laughs> from the Elvis song. And the last, and but not least, is God is a super nice guy. This is kind of a modification of the Jesus is my homecoming king. Less specific though, so uh, not necessarily Christian. Got it. All right, so those are what what you have so far, at least. Yeah, and if we find bumper stickers that don't fit into these worldviews, then we invent a new one. That's the way it goes. <laughs> All right, good enough. I like it. So uh, we'll try to post this on our website too, um, in the in the description of show 184. At least it'll be our working in progress. Uh, yeah. So so you can access this and and give it to all your friends. Um, okay, so are you ready for the first uh, church sign or bumper sticker? Uh, yes. Church sign, and this is a good one. Well, it's actually really bad, but anyway, here it goes. In life, there are many choices. For eternity, 
There are only two. What's your choice? Okay, so let's see. Uh, you said that the Jesus is my homecoming king kind of encompasses this decision thing. So would that would that wouldn't fit for that one? Yeah, but there. See, Jesus is my homecoming king doesn't get to the kind of um, kind of the visceral. I'm gonna scare you out of hell, sort of thing. <laughs> the, the the threat of eternal damnation. That's kind of the Occam's razor sort of thing. You know the Occam's razor. Remember Occam? Remember our guy Occam? What was his first name? Where is that his first name? Did he have a second name? I don't know. Occam. Hmm. Anyway, Occam's razor is he was a gambling man apparently, and Occam said, uh, "Look, if you're gonna gamble." on uh, what to believe in this life, then you ought to consider what the consequences are. If you gamble and say, um, if you if you gamble and say, uh, I don't believe in anything, and you're wrong, I mean, and you're right, are you then... Pascal's uh, then... Rager, wager? Pascal's wager? Oh. Pascal, oh yeah, I was, think, I was thinking <laughs> Occam's razor and Pascal's wager. Oh yeah, wager. Oh. I was, I was okay. Like, I was Occam's like, razor is that you prefer the simplest of all solutions. Okay. Pascal's really wager. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is Pascal's wager. Thanks for the correction. Yeah, you got it. Uh, otherwise, the listeners would have called in triumphantly saying they were driving through East Iowa. <laughs> Looking for a shut-ins. If it knows that I'm wrong. Now, Pascal, I know Pascal's first name, by the way, which is awesome. Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> was it really? Blase is how oh, you would okay. normally pronounce it, okay. but since it's French, it's Blaze. You don't know Blaze is how to say it. Blaze Pascal. And he says, okay, so you got two options. Either uh, there is no God, and so after you die, you're dead, or there is a God, and after you die, you go to heaven or hell. Well, if in this life, if you say, well, I think I'll believe in God, uh, and then and then so you die and go to heaven. If you're wrong, you die and nothing happens. You don't know any different. If, on the other hand, there's uh, you, um, you say, oh, there's no God, and then, uh, and you're wrong, you die and you go to hell. So just to, just to make sure, you know, if you're just betting on eternity, if you just flip a coin, you might as well believe in God. And then, uh, when you get to the end of things, you, uh, you get to go to heaven, or nothing. In other words, you're, you're hedging your bets. Now, there's about a million things wrong with this whole thing. Now, one of them is that if you if you wanted to start a new religion and wanted people to believe it, you just have to have a worse hell than the other person. Right. <laughs> so so you say, look, uh, uh, the Christian hell is pretty bad, but the Muslim hell is even worse. So I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna just hedge my bets and believe in whoever has the worst hell to try to avoid it. You see? Yeah, got it. Well, so, whoever has their definition of hell being, you know. Uh, Hours and hours and hours of listening to table talk radio, and you just uh, just go and believe those guys. Now, the other problem is that Pascal's idea that faith is a choice. I mean, it's up to us. I'm going to believe this or not believe this. That's also wrong. Yeah. So bad argument. And plus, it's it's not the Lord has not given us a life to live as a wager. <laughs> we we don't live on a venture. We want we're, we're after certainty, uh, and not just you know the best of all options well and also what's at so, the heart of that argument is the idea that that uh if someone could just be convinced then they'll be saved right right uh right. rather than this being a gift of faith that is um our salvation bestowed bestowed by god's word so right all right well let's go to another one here's the next so we gotta i want to have a worldview here which is i'm going to call it haunted house christian haunted house evangelism <laughs> <laughs> how's that sound that deals with uh Pascal's wager. Pascal's wager. 
Okay, here's the next one. Bumper sticker. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams on the back of one of those nasty hybrid vehicles. You know, the leafs and shivers up their spine. You know? <laughs> All right. So go confidently leaf? to your dreams. What does it name a, a car the leaf? You know? <laughs> I mean, anyway, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Hmm. <laughs> this is a... Uh, we might, we, we might, might have, have a little bit of the Jeffersons here going on. Moving on up to the top. Moving on Good up. Good works are rewarded in heaven. This comes from the worldview of... Um, yeah, this is kind of the Nike worldview. Just do it. I'm writing that down. <laughs> It's it's not really so good when your worldview catalog has its own worldview from for every bumper sticker. <laughs> but um, th- this kind of uh, um, pursue your own dreams, your world revolves around you, the kind of uh, egocentric view of the universe. I'll, I'll write that down. Someone better write that down. Egocentricity. Is that a word even? I think so. Awesome. Uh, do, do what feels right. Do what you pursue your dreams, etc. Uh, uh, this kind of, I don't know. This, it's a, a bit of a self-centered, um, uh, self-esteem sort of thing. I think that's where that fits in. Um, it's nice though that someone's pursuing me, telling me to pursue my dream. I suspect what is your dream, as long as my way? dream doesn't include uh, stealing that person's leaf. <laughs> I told you my dream already, didn't don't you? Did you already forget? I, I I poured out my heart to you at the beginning of the show. What I want most of all in this life, and you don't even remember. I'm so offended. Uh, oh More yeah 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 that's God right. Well hey, I I would encourage you go, <laughs> to go in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, here's another one. The service you guys provide is great. I uh, just wanted to let you know. Um, I saw on a church sign here uh, at uh, an open Bible church, because we have closed Bibles at my church, by the way, but no, at uh, an open Bible church, <clears throat> the, uh, the, the sign said, Touching God. And then it had this beautiful picture of two little children dancing in a circle with, like, wings and stuff like that. It, uh, it looked just, just so wonderful. Um, and uh, I, I think there's a little bit of mysticism going on there. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for what you do, and uh, uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, just about 30 seconds here. Yeah, this would be, touching God would definitely fall into Jesus is my homecoming king uh, <laughs> worldview. And and you think there's a little mysticism? I I would guess. But, you know, we, you, we probably could think about that rightly, which is where Jesus says, if you give a, one of these little ones a cup of water, you... Serve me, so so that God is always in masks. We never touch Him directly, of course, but uh, but we do show our love for Him in our love for our neighbor. The doctrine of vocation. All right, you're listening to Table Talk Radio. Give us a call one eight hundred three eight five SOLA. This is where Pastor Wolf and their pouts because you get the bump music he wants. We'll be right back. Stay, stay. If you wanna go, he goes. He doesn't care how he gets there, long as he gets 
offense, but you should listen to Table Talk Radio. Seriously, no offense. Ten Commandments, because God loves us. Ten Commandments, and here they are. Don't fool yourself, there's only one God. Ten Commandments, because God loves us. Ten Commandments, and here they are. God's name is special, so use it that way. Don't fool yourself, there's only one God. Ten Commandments, because God Let's just cancel the show and listen to that song the rest of the time, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Put it on loop. (laughs) And then after that, do the bumper stickers on your car. Hey, when's your birthday? Uh, August 24th. Why? St. Bartholomew's Day. I just figured I'd give you a CD of that song. Do the bumper stickers. August 24th. Okay, very good. Uh, so the way Ten Commandments in the news works is that we uh, read an article and then we try to discuss how uh, the Ten Commandments uh, fit into the to another, how, how they apply. Uh, the idea is that the Ten Commandments um, are constantly at work in our lives, and and if we can uh, begin to see that, like for example, when we're talking about family, well, the you know f- commandment that deals with the family is the uh, the fourth commandment and the sixth commandment, so that we can uh, uh, start to to think in in these categories of that the Ten Commandments is is constantly at work in our lives and and uh, constantly applies to to our everyday um, every moment uh, part of our life. So that's the idea. And uh, uh, see, do you have anything to add to that, Pastor Wolfman? You 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 nope. invented this game, so I'm not sure why I'm explaining. It. I, I did. Uh, no, no, you did fine. I mean, uh, we want to. The the problem is, we, there's a great danger that um, that we would see the Bible and then our own life as two disconnected realities. And so there's a realm for theology, and then there's a realm for lifeology or something. I mean, for us, how we live, etc. And this is bad. When the, when the Lord, uh, I mean, everything is instituted by God, the states and everything. I mean, it's true that, um, I mean, Abraham didn't have an iPhone. I mean, they are still back on like the Android 1.5 operating system back in the days of Moses. But I mean, so technology has advanced quite a bit. But, you're just saying uh, that because uh, you are just on that operating system. <laughs> oh, man. I got this. My whole weekend was given over to my, unlocking my phone and wrecking it three times. And now, now. I am rocking out with an unlocked Android phone. All right. With a anyway. Okay, so I, I have a, a news article for you. I'll go first. Since Wait, still... I was not finished. You just were distracting me because so oh, the, the, the technology thing wants to give a disconnect between the, between God, the Creator, the things we read in the Bible, and our lives today. So this 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 game, which everyone can play in your Sunday school class and at home watching the TV, what does it? What commandment does it have to do with? And there's always going to be an answer. Or if there's not an answer, you know where you can then go to the creed and say, what part of the creed does this have to do with? And I mean, normally it'll be the first part. But anyway, that's just a little addendum to the game. I'm ready. You got a news story. Are you sure you're all done? Well, you know what else I did this weekend? I found that Walmart sells disposable fountain pens. I'll be going to Walmart sometime this week picking those up. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to find out what uh, what version of Android I'm running here. Anyway. I went from 1.5 to 2.3 point something. Oh man, 
Is it awesome? <laughs> okay. I mean, right. there was a bit of fear and trembling there when, for example, my it was like midnight on Saturday night and my phone won't come on and uh, and I had to go and steal Andrew's uh, alarm clock from his room and <laughs> I'm bumbling around in the dark setting it up so I'd wake up for church on Sunday and then the uh, and then his alarm goes off which is a has, has a bit more. His alarm is a little more aggressive than what I'm used to. Let's just say it that way. And it, and it just about knocked me out of bed. Carrie was, oh, I'm banging my head on it. And, oh, hello. Oh, do we have a caller? Hello, you're listening caller? to Table Talk Radio. Caller. Hello. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway. so the, here's the news item I have for you. The, the, see, this is from the Associated Press uh, headline, Evicted Detroit Woman, 101, Not Allowed Back Into Home Due to Unsafe Conditions. Uh, this is from Detroit. The federal government now says that a 101-year-old Detroit woman it promised could move back into her foreclosed home four months ago can't return because the building's unsanitary and unsafe. Uh, uh, Tex, uh, Texana Hollis was evicted September 12th and her belongings placed outside after her 65-year-old son failed to pay property taxes linked to a reverse mortgage. The Detroit News reported in a story Sunday. Two days later, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development said she could return. But now, um, HUD, H-U-D, what's HUD? Oh, the... the Housing and Urban Development. Yeah, there you go. Very good. That's called an acronym. That's called an acronym. But now, HUD said it won't let Hollis move back in because of the house's condition, that she had lived there for about 60 years. Here I am, 100 years old, and I don't have a home, Hollis said, rounding off her age Oh, uh, oh, Lord, help me! Yeah. She, she said. Oh, look at that, a hundred. I'm a hundred. She's a. If I was a hundred and one, I would say. I'm counting I'm everyone. <laughs> I mean, once you pass a hundred, each year is like fifty. Uh, a few more lines here. A, a department spokesman, Brian Sullivan, said the Detroit News that an inspection determined the house was quote. Uh, completely unsuitable for a person to live in. We we can't allow someone to live in that atmosphere now that we are essentially the owners of the property, Sullivan said. The home isn't safe. It's not sanitary. It's certainly not suitable for anyone to live in, especially not a 101-year-old mother. All right, uh, yeah. that's the article before you. What do you, what do you think? I'm just guessing that the home is a little bit more suitable than the sidewalk. <laughs> you know, you put all your stuff back in the back alley. That's no place for she. They're gonna, you know, this is probably gonna sewer. You know, you're gonna. She got fines for living in the alley, which is an unsuitable place to live. After they kicked her out of her house. <laughs> this it sounds to me like it comes from the super secret committee, which I, by the way, think church and government has three secret committees. Have I told you about the three secret committees? No. The make it there's two secret committees and a super secret committee. This goes from Missouri Senate, by the way. So here the beans are all about to be spilled. Okay. There is the make it cost more committee. And then there is the make the idea dumber committee. And so and ideas generally go back and forth between the two until they cost a ridiculous amount of money and are really dumb. But but there is a super secret committee that exists. This is the brain trust. This is where the this is where the highest level of critical thinking occurs, and that is the make sure the solution makes the problem worse committee. <laughs> <laughs> so and which, this, uh, which, which whole committee thing are you on? <laughs> I have oversight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this is policy. Policy. 
If it doesn't cost enough, it goes back to the make it cost more. If it's not a dumb enough idea, it goes back to that idea. And then, and then, all and every idea has to be run through the make sure the solution makes the problem work. That's, of course, the definition of bureaucracy, you know. <laughs> I mean, because if you have a, if you have the, if you have a job to fix a problem, then you don't have a job when you actually succeed at fixing it. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so you got to make sure your solution makes the problem worse. Job security there, baby. Yep. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad I've exposed that now to the world. Our 13 listeners, I'm sure, will be telling their friends about these yeah, secret committees. Much more enlightened. This Thank sounds you. like it comes from the make the solution, make sure the solution makes the problem worse committee. So you go, you say someone, uh, their house is dangerous to live in, so then you kick them out on the street. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> this has to do, by the way, with the fourth commandment, government, the fifth commandment, you shall not murder, <laughs> and probably also uh, the second commandment, because this uh, dear 101-year-old lady was praying. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Good. That's what I'd say. Oh, oh, and also the seventh commandment: you shall not steal. Which, uh, which to which governments are also bound. Yes. So Luther says in the large catechism. Remember this: the worst type of death is that legal and approved theft. Well, I mean, okay, let's hold. Let's hold on because the the, the home was originally taken away because. The 65-year-old son failed to pay property taxes linked to a reverse mortgage. That probably has something to do with on your father and your mother. Yes. So I don't know. It might be a little unfair to say that they stole. Um, uh, but I don't know. We don't have yeah, all the yeah, details. Well, that, I mean, that's true. If the guy's living in a house that he doesn't own, that's theft. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, we just have, let's see, uh, a minute here. Two minutes. So... Well, we can get into this one. This is a simple news story. Okay. French Senate debates Armenian genocide denial bill as Turkey warns of reprisals. <laughs> what? Okay, how about, tell you what, instead of going into yours, uh, let's do casual apologetics conversation game with mine. Oh, okay, okay. So the point um, here is that you uh, bring to bear a way to, to, to proclaim Christ in, in, in the light of this situation. Yeah, I don't know. The first kind of image connection that comes to mind would be something like uh, how we're strangers and pilgrims on the world. Uh, Abraham was a hundred and he lived in a tent kind of thing. <laughs> so if you're talking to this lady, I mean, I, I don't know if there's I think there's benefit in being able to connect people's stories to the history of the of this of the scripture text and say you're like Sarah who's a hundred and lived in a tent. Mm. Uh, and yet she had she had all that she needed in the promises of God. Um. Yeah, I. You know, we can talk about the over. We can talk about the overreach of different sort of uh, administrations and departments in the government. Uh, but the, we always have the great promise, which is take they, our life, goods, fame, child, and wife. Let these all be gone. They yet have nothing won. The kingdom, ours remaineth. Good enough. All right, I'll give you. F- 504 Table Talk Radio points for that marvelous answer. Uh, let's see what the final score is. Oh, I'm ahead by one. Well, thanks for listening to this edition <laughs> of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like Table Talk Radio swimsuits to our Antarctica You've listeners. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> the views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. 
or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.